I told you last week that according to the biblical calendar, or let me say according to the Hebrew calendar, we have entered the years 5784. And it's called the year of the open door. Hallelujah. An open door. So I'm going to talk about the thresholds. Father, may your grace be with us. And may these words find his way in our lives. Jesus' name. What is a threshold? A threshold is a place or a point of entering or beginning. It's a place or a point of entering or it's a place of beginning. So when God talks about a threshold, he's talking about a place of a fresh beginning or a place of entering something new. Amen. Amen. And we need to understand that we are at the threshold of something major in the kingdom. Every threshold is marked by an opening. We need to know that. Thresholds are marked by opening. And I'm going to tell you how to enter a threshold or a new beginning or a new season. Hallelujah. New seasons are not determined by us. They are set by God. But we need, to have, we need to have the eyes and the ears to understand, to hear that there is a season and to see that there is a door. If you don't see a door, you will not enter it. Hallelujah. Let's read the book of Revelation chapter number 4 verse 1 at the first scripture. And I believe we will be blessed this morning for the few time that is remaining. Revelation chapter number 4 verse 1. It says, the revelation of Jesus. Revelation chapter number 4 verse 1, please. This is not it. Hallelujah. Revelation 4 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. After this, I looked, because what we through there was Revelation 1 1. You understand? This is 4 1. Okay. After this, I looked and behold a door. Somebody say a door. door. Say it again. A door. a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here. Say, Come up here. Come say it again. He said, And I will come up here and I will show you. What must take place after this? Let's carry on just for the following verse. And at once I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. Now, I've told you before, and you know it by now, that John wrote this book 
when he was in captivity on the island of Patmos. On the island of Patmos. It's like a Robben Island in Cape Town. You understand that? Okay, so John was on the island of Patmos because of the gospel. Hallelujah. Because of the gospel, John became a dangerous man. And society had to do away with him because he was loaded with power of God inside. He was there. John was like all the prisoners. He didn't have a special treatment. There was not a special chamber for John because he was an apostle. Actually, the condition of John was worse because you know that they were under Roman dominion and, uh, and, and the gospel was a danger for kings because they, fought, they saw the gospel as a means of rebellion. They thought people rebelled to king through the gospel. And these people put John in the island so that John will not contaminate other people through the gospel. You see, when you become so dangerous and people think your presence can affect other people, and they have to do away with him so that he will not change the environment. John was sitting in the island of Pasmos. The Bible does not tell us that John was preaching. So we cannot elaborate on that. We knew he was in the island of Patmos. We knew that he was there for the gospel. We knew that the conditions were not good. He was sitting among the prisoners when he heard a voice. Somebody help me. He was sitting in the chaos when he heard a voice. He said, the voice that I first heard speaking to me like a trumpet. And then, my God, the voice could have said to John, now I want to show you. The voice said, no, come up here. There was no restriction as to God to be able to show John what he wanted to show him when God was, John was sitting there. But he said to John, I want you to change location. But John tells us the location he's talking about. Because he said, at once I was in the spirit. So meaning the call was not a physical call. It was a spiritual call. He never asked John to run away from the island of Patmos. He never said to John, I'm going to set you free from the island. He said to John, leave the position and come in the spirit. It means your body will remain in the condition, but your spirit is already free. Come on, church. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. You need to understand that your body is not all there is. Although your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, but you can go to a higher dimension which your body cannot. There are places your body will not be able to go because there are limitations to your bodies. Now, second thing that I want to mention is that John could not hear the voice, or no, John could not see the revelation until he migrates 
from the crisis to the position of Christ. If John was overwhelmed by his pain, and if John was confined by his pain, he wouldn't be able to see what is coming. I'm telling you people, the reason why we don't see what is to come is because we are too connected to what is happening around us. We take too, too much notice of the condition in which we are. We are inclined to neglect the spiritual aspect of things and just take the physical one. When you ask somebody, how are you doing? He will relate his physical condition to you. How are you doing? I don't feel well. I'm this and that, which is not wrong. But there is a call. I say there is a call. Come up. Come up here. And John said, at once I was in the spirit. Meaning, John was still sitting there. My God, the prisoner was still seeing him. He had the shackles. Nothing changed in the natural. But in the spirit, John was not with them anymore. They were not in the same place in the spirit. They were in the same place physically, but spiritually, two different dimensions. John was suffering the same thing they were suffering, but he was not there anymore. They were sitting there. They are looking at John, and they, they don't understand that the man is not there. They, they, they think John is here, but John is in another dimension. He said, I saw a door opening. I saw a door opening. I saw it. And he said, when I mount up, I mount up to that door, I was in front of a throne. And let me tell you something. The call that is to you now is a call to be around the throne. The reason why many of us are failing is simple. We have not learned how to disconnect ourselves from our surrounding and hear the voice and be where the voice wants us to be. He said to John, I'll show you the things to come. 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 Now, how can I show you things to come if they are not reality already? How can I show you something if it's not already reality? Do you hear what I'm saying? How can I show you something that does not exist? So what God was showing John was a future to John, but it was a kairos for God. God was not showing... John, look, this is in the future. We are imagining what is going to happen. No, God is saying to John, when you come to my level, everything in the future becomes a now. 
It means that your future is now. Your future is not tomorrow. Your future is now, depending on where you stand. If you are in the island of Patmos, your future is future. When you are before the throne of God, your future is now. I'm trying to tell you that we are not living in a future. We are living in a now moment. Before I go to a crusade, everything that should happen has already happened. So I'm not going to a crusade to seek to know what is going to happen. I go to a crusade to bring what has happened to the people now. We are, it's a flashing floor. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of seeing the things of God. The only thing that can keep us is our attachment to the things of the flesh. Hallelujah. And when you think that way, then you are not trusting God to load you with anything because you are already loaded. Oh, it's a new way of thinking. You are already loaded. When you are before the throne and you see what God has already done, you already loaded. Hallelujah. I say you are already loaded. Now, you need to understand that in the Bible, there were many thresholds. And many people miss on thresholds because they didn't understand the working and the dealings of God. You know, there was a threshold that took place in the book of Numbers, chapter number 13, when they came to the gate of the promised land. The Bible said God sent them into the gate of the, into the promised land. and said, go spy the land and come and tell me, as if God didn't know. God has already said, the land. See, I'm sending you to the land, but I'm sending you to go and witness what I want to give you. When they got there, they saw the wrong thing. They did not see what God saw. They saw what they wanted to see. Because God didn't send them to go and check the giants. He sent them to go and check the fruits. But when they got to the land, they were more preoccupied with the giant than what God said. And that was the downfall. When there is an open door, if you are busy with what your eyes can see in the natural, you miss on what God is doing. There is an open door right now. And the church needs to understand that we need to disengage ourselves from our own pains and take on what God is saying. So when there is an open door, I don't talk about myself anymore. I talk about God. Hallelujah. They went and they said, we saw the giant. We saw the descent of Anak. And they were like grasshoppers. And God said, it shall be done as you say. Because you say, we will die. God said, you will die. Don't even try. You know, they said, Lord, we have sinned against you. We want Moses said, guys, don't try it. You will die because your word has already come out. They tried. They died. Caleb and Joshua saw the open door. And they said, if God is... If God is pleased with us, these giants are our bread and we'll eat them up. And the moment they have that, the Bible says the spirit of Joshua and Caleb. He said the two could inherit the promised land because they had a different spirit. You need to have a different spirit than the spirit of the world. That when people are, scream, are crying that things are going worse, you need to know what God told you. And you need to stand by what God says, not what the world is saying. The gate of the promised land. The gate of a promise there. And I've come here to announce to you there is a door. I say there is a door. 
I say, where is the door? Jesus came to Jerusalem. And he was crying over the city of Jerusalem. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if you have known your threshold, if you have known the time of your visitation, oh my God, if you have known, it means if somebody has told you, if you have known the time of your visitation. He said, but now you have missed it because you did not discern the time and the seasons. I'm here as a voice of the Lord to tell you, don't miss on this time. There is a door. I say there is a door. There is a door. Do you understand that thresholds many times happen, many times, I don't say all the time, many times thresholds happen when people come to a place of crisis. Do you understand? The Bible says he opened a way in the sea. When they came to the Red Sea and there was no way out, behind them were the Egyptians. Before them was the sea. And God said to Moses, tell the people to move forward. There was no door in the natural. But God said, move forward. Because the door had already been opened. And they did not know it. So God said to Moses, tell them to move forward. And the Bible says, and God came at night with the winds and opened the sea. Now, now I understand it was not the wind that opened the sea. It was not the hands of Moses that opened the sea. The sea was already open. But the people couldn't see it. So God has to do something so that they can see it. So he arranged the winds and told Moses, stretch your hands. So when Moses obeyed, the supernatural came into the natural. There was a veil that opened up and they saw that the sea was already open. And when the sea was open, they walked on the sea on dry ground. God didn't just open the sea, he dried up the land. Because if a, if a water leaves the place, it's muddy. So God didn't just take care of opening it. He took care of also drying the land for them to walk on. Uh-uh, when there is an open door, God does not just open the door. He just make a, makes a way in the open door so that you can walk through the door. They walk through and the people of Egypt came. And they say, oh, there is an open door. Yes. Oh, my God. We're going to, hey, we're going to kill them. They want to use an open door created by God to commit murder. (laughs) So so, so they ran through the door and God said, is that so? Let the thing happen in the natural now. (laughs) Because you are in the flesh, I'm going to put you to your own level. And God withdrew the spirits. And suddenly they came to their senses and they drowned because they tried to imitate something God has not given them. So you need to understand as church, we have an escape that the world does not have. 
This name that is given to you, the world does not have that name. You have a door. Jesus said in the book of John 10, I am the door. I am the door. I am your threshold. When you come for me, you enter new pastures. When you come for me, you enter new land. God is calling us to know that there is a difference. I say there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. Right now, the world sees attacks on Israel. Heaven does not interpret it the same way. We interpret it according to CNN and Al Jazeera and all the BBCs and all the news. Heaven does not interpret it this way. It's different. Hallelujah. It is different because heaven knows exactly why this is happening and what will be the outcome of it. So heaven has a different interpretation of the things. So what is happening to you today has a different interpretation in the spirit. Yes, the reason why you are depressed is that you have an interpretation of the mind and you need to come up. You need to come up to have an interpretation of the spirit so that you may know what God is doing at this moment in your life. So, so, so when there is a threshold, when there is a threshold, the first thing you do is to live, is to leave the position where you are in the flesh and come to a position of the spirit. How do you do that? It's not a thing of I'm going to just be focused. Not that. It's not that. When you want to leave the position of the flesh, there's only one mirror you look into the world. It's not about what you decide. It's about what the word has decided. So if you can look into the word, you will see the door. I say you will see the door. If you don't look in the word, you won't see the door. I have friends in Israel that called me yesterday and I could see the anguish in their voices. And I said, let me pray. I said, oh God of Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham. Oh God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You have foretold these things and nothing is surprising you. And you will keep safe your remnants. And Satan will not be able to say, I have destroyed Israel because Israel cannot be destroyed because the Bible says so. So we are not emotional about this because we know how it's going to end. We know that we know that according to scripture, that small land will never be overtaken by anyone. It can't be overtaken by UN, it can't be overtaken by, by missile, it can't be overtaken by devils. God has put his seal on there and nothing can overtake it. So therefore, when the when the things are happening, we are praying that there won't be those nonsense casualties. But we know how this thing is going to end. That's how we pray. In your life, do you know what God has said? When something is happening to you, do you know what God has said? If you don't know, you will panic. Because, because when you don't know, you interpret it according to your mind. But when you know, you don't panic. You know that I know how this thing is going to end. I, 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 might, not know, I might not know the process, but I know the end of this thing. Come up here so that I can show you things to come. Not the process. I will show you the end of all things. God is busy showing you the end of things in your life. You are busy with the process. But because you know the end, you can go through the process. 
If you don't know the end, you can't go through the process. We know how these things are going to end. Hallelujah. So God is calling the church to another dimension of grace. God is calling us higher. Hallelujah. Buy into the things of the spirit in order for us to be able to enter the things of God. For long, we have interpreted things according to the flesh. And that has brought a lot of pain to us. And God said, I want you to change your focus. I say, I want you to change your focus. I want you to change your focus. I want you to change your focus. You know, many of you won't know this if I don't tell you because of my heart height. But I was born hunchback. That's how I was born. You know those things that makes you with a bump on your back? I was born with that. <laughs> you can't believe that. And it's true. I was born with that. And uh, my family was worried. But they didn't know that in, 2000, in 2023, I'll be standing tall in Rebosdale, <laughs> preaching the gospel. <laughs> so while there were worries, angels were like, what is wrong with these people? Can't they come higher here to see the boy preaching in South Africa already? Can't they see that the boy is preaching tall in South Africa? Why are they worried? My God, when you don't see the door, you worry. I was told the story. You know, I was not there to see. I was too young. I was told the story. And now when I look back, I realize what pain my parents went through. They said they took me from one person to another one. One person to another one. One person. They said they didn't find answers. And they said, there's a, a lady that came to the yard and said, that, listen, what is wrong with your boy? And they said, it was done. After the lady left, things were done. Now, I don't know what you are going through, but your, your worry is because you are standing on the ground. You are still not standing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You are not standing before the throne and beholding what is to come. You are beholding what is. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. How many people in school you worried so much because you fail a test? Please. You couldn't sleep. But now when you look back, if you knew what you know now, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. If you knew what you know now, you wouldn't be worried so much because you <laughs> My God, if I knew what I know, I know now, my life would have been easier. But now I'm here to tell you so that we will not go through the same crisis anymore. Because you did it in ignorance now. You, are, you know. Now, let me finish. When you know that there's an open door, your attitude is the one that we started with. Praise. 
Second Chronicles chapter number two. When you read, the Bible says there was an army that came against Jehoshaphat. And there was a vast army. And Jehoshaphat was troubled. And he decided, let me shift position. Jehoshaphat went to the temple. He consulted with the people of God. And while he was in distress, the prophet stood up and said, Hear the word of the Lord, O Jehoshaphat. And all you people of Israel, do not worry. For this vast army that you see will not defeat you. For the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord. The Bible says that the door was shown to Jehoshaphat. And said, Jehoshaphat, there is a door of victory that is already open. You receive a letter to tell you that they're going to kill you, but I, the Lord, told you you have already escaped. God didn't tell Jehoshaphat to organize a praise service. No. And the Bible said, and Jehoshaphat consulted with the people. And they said, now that we know that we, are, we have the victory, what shall we do? They say, there is no any other way but rejoice. The Bible says, he said, appoint singers. We're going to war singing. <laughs> we're going to war celebrating. <laughs> we're, go, we're going to crisis singing. Now, it was a vast army. And I learned, the only war I've been in, I was running away. I didn't have a gun. I was running from the bullets. That was a war. I've been caught up in a war once. It was messy, and uh, I could hear the bullet going through my head, and I was running, and yes, I got. When you are in a country where there is war, you have no idea. When I was caught up in that field, I had no idea. I didn't know I would survive. I was running, and I was not looking back. Because when I saw these rebels came, and they pulled those guns at us, I knew. Something is going to happen here. But I didn't know I would be preaching in South Africa. <laughs> so the angel of the Lord came around me. I didn't see them, but I knew. The bullets were hitting the walls when I was running, passing. I was with a friend. We just held our head like this. How can you protect yourself like that from bullets? And people will say, in the situation, lie down. Not that situation, because they are coming. So if you lie down, they'll just kill you on the ground. So you have to run. Praise the Lord. And while I was running, I said, Lord, please have mercy on me. I don't want to die now. Please, Lord. Oh, oh. I was, we were crying, we were running, we were crying, we were screaming. Lord, please. Lord, we want to live. I didn't know. I didn't know it was written that no bullet will kill me by that time. I didn't know it was written that I will come out of that war unharmed. I didn't know, so I was worried. And heaven was looking at me. And they said, what is wrong with this boy? He hasn't done what we told him to do yet. Why does he think a bullet can take him? No weapon design against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. 
So Jehoshaphat said, let's appoint singers. And the Bible said, listen, what little I learned from war is that when you go to war battle, you camouflage. You don't expose yourself. You don't say to the enemy, yeah, I am. Hello. I have no protection. Yeah, I'm coming to kill you, but I have no weapon. I have nothing. Oh, yeah, I am. The Bible says they did the opposite of what a real war should be. They were singing. So then the enemy knew exactly where they were. And we're coming with Joyce. We're singing. I am sure the enemy thought these people are crazy, man. How do you go to war making so much noise? I mean, you should hide. And you expose yourself. They didn't know that that was a setup. Because when they lost sight of the Almighty and they focused on the people of God, the Bible says, and God set up ambushes. So when they were praising, and the enemy thought they were easy target. They have activated something in heaven. And they shifted the battle from the earth realm to the spirit realm. So their worship transported them into another realm of glory. So that when they were worshiping, heaven was stirred. And the battle was now in the heavenlies. Bible said God set ambushes. And suddenly they were defeated. I'm telling you, when you understand that, and you start to praise God with all your heart. You are shifting the battle. Yes. I said you are shifting the battle. Yes. So I, we don't, I don't know what is going to, what, what was playing in your life, to your life, against your life. This morning you shifted the battle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who was planning what against you. But suddenly, you, 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 oh my God, suddenly. Suddenly you were not, you, you disappeared from the enemy's radar. Suddenly, they're looking at you, they don't see you anymore because you have left your location by your praise. And this morning you shifted completely. A door is open. We are entering this door with joy and celebration. I say we are entering with joy and celebration. This morning, hey, Dakata, Kata, Kata, Kata. We are taking the city by storm. We are taking, we are taking, we are taking things by storm. We are, we are taking territories. This morning we took territories. This morning we took ground. And while we were busy shouting here, something was being done on your behalf. While we were busy celebrating, and people thought you have lost your mind, heaven was doing something on your behalf. While we were still screaming, heaven was doing something. On your behalf. While we are celebrating, my God, my help me, God, help me, God. While we are celebrating, heaven is busy. Angels are released. Angels are on assignment for you. While we are busy, say glory to Jesus. There is only one name. The Bible says that's right, that's right, and the name is activated. Don't let anyone fool you. Don't let anyone tell you that what you are doing is nonsense because you are busy stirring something that they don't understand. You are shifting your battles. You are shifting your battles. The church needs to understand that there is something in praise. The church needs to understand that there is something. 
why do you think God will extract the people when you go around the world for six times on the seventh day, go one more time, and when you do the seventh time, shouts, and the Bible says, and the walls collapsed, and that was an example in the Bible. But that's not the only example. The Bible says Jesus was entering Jerusalem and the multitude of disciples were seized with joy and they took branches and they started to celebrate, they started to scream, what were they doing? Shifting the battle. That, that, that God, Jesus was going to the battle of a cross and this shout made him disconnect himself from the pain to the joy that he set before him. The battle was shifted in that instant when the disciples were singing. That's why Satan sent his children and said, tell them to keep quiet because they are shifting the battle. And the Bible said, Jesus said, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. Heaven has programmed that this shout will go on. So if they keep quiet, my God, if they keep quiet, something else will arise to do that assignment. Because by shouting, the battle is shifted. I don't know what battle you are going through this morning. But we are here to shift that battle. I don't know the pain we are going through. We are here to shift it. I don't know what is going on in your life. We are here to shift it because there is a door that is open. We are, in, we are at the threshold of the greatest move of God in the history of mankind. What we call the greatest move is the rising of the suns as I preach all this time. God is, is opening the door so that through the door the suns can line up and come to this generation that need the rescue, that need the help of God. God is raising up a generation that will, that will triumph over the tsunamis, that will triumph over typhoons, that will triumph over the chaos, the chaotic event of the world, that will dictate what must happen even to nature so that the gospel can be preached. No longer wind will chase you. No longer rain will chase you. Now you are rising to another level of glory. Now there is a door that is open for you. I don't know how you want to enter this new season. Listen, I told you I'm not a preacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm not just explaining scripture. I'm decreeing things that God says will happen on the earth. So I'm telling you there is a new season. Maybe you have gone through an old season. Maybe you think you have done much, but God says there is something higher coming to your way. God says there is something much bigger coming to your way. How are you going to enter this thing today? How are you going to manifest that today? Disconnect yourself from what you think you are. You came here. Lord, I know I have done something. God says, repent and forsake it and enter the new season. That's all you need to do. Instead of, instead of sitting back and saying, Lord, I've done something wrong. I don't know. There's a door that is open. It's called the door of repentance. The moment you repent from that sin and you turn away from it, there's a new door that is open. A door of opportunity. I'm calling you now. God is calling you into a new season. Into a new grace. The anointing of the Holy Ghost will be dispatched without measure. The grace of the Lord will be dispatched without measure. Opportunities are coming. Opportunities are open your eyes and see. I hope they are clever people that will understand what I'm talking about. If you are, if you are a businessman, it's not a time to despair, it's a time to increase. You didn't hear what I'm saying. What I'm saying, this is a time to increase. This is a time to increase. When the world is talking about, about this, about that, about that, it's opportunity. 
God said to Jeremiah in time of war, he said, buy a land. He said, because you are coming back to that place. When they are selling it cheap, you buy it. I got ta, ta, ta. I'm coming here to tell you that we are coming to a time where people will not be able to hold what they have. You will buy cheap. You will invest cheap because the spirit of the Lord is with you. You will mount up of wings like eagles. It's happening right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. New grace in the kingdom. I said new grace in the kingdom. Things are happening so easy. Those were here in the evening service last Sunday. They, they brought a lady that was blind from one ear. How long did, that, did it take us to open those eyes? A minute and it was done. A minute. God says, now there is a suddenly happening in your life. Suddenly. Suddenly happening in your life. Suddenly. The thing that you've been trusting God for, a door is open. But now you need to enter that door with rejoicing, my God. You need to enter that door with dancing, with singing. You need to enter. Let the redeemer of the Lord come with singing and dancing. Oh, with, with joy. Because the spirit is with them. As for me and my family, we have decided to rejoice. I don't know about you. As for me and my house, sound of rejoicing. I say, I hear a sound of rejoicing. I hear a sound. I hear a sound of rejoicing. I hear a sound. I don't know where my drum player is. Pick up the sound. I hear a sound of rejoicing in the house. I'm hearing a sound. You are taking over. 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 I say you are taking over. I'm hearing that sound right now. I'm hearing that sound right now. You are taking over. You are taking over. I hear that sound. Give me some drum sound. I hear that sound. I say you are taking over right now. You are taking right now. You are taking over. You are taking over. I'm hearing the sound. It's a call to the children of God. It's a call to the sons of God. It's a call to the sons of God. It's a call. 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 Come up here. It's a call. It's a call. It's a call. Come up here. Wait first. Wait first. Wait first. Just pray with them. Just, just pray with them. As you are making your offering, there's a way that is opening. I want to give you, before we sing any song, I want to give you two minutes for you. I hear the Jehoshaphat spirits coming back to the body of Christ. The Jehoshaphat spirit that rejoices before things happen. Rejoices because the Lord said it. I want to give you two minutes to exercise a praise like in the time of Jehoshaphat. Break loose! Break loose! Shout for joy!